Take this job and shove it. Man, I hate this job for real. Work sucks. I hate my job! Hello, my name is Furby. And my name is Evan. Hey, have you ever had a shitty job before? In other words, are you a person? Then this is the perfect podcast for you. In 2020, I had a video go viral on TikTok that was about my shitty job experience. I don't say that to brag. I say that because the comment section of that video made me realize something. That is that most people either have or have had at least one shitty job in the past. So we thought to create this podcast to talk to people about their shitty job experiences. We're going to have guests, people that we personally know, people that have been referred to us and hell even some of you if you would like to be on the show email us let us know we'd love to have you on we're gonna read emails that we get from people about jobs that they've had in the past or stories they've had at jobs in the past ultimately we just want to relay every shitty job story that we possibly can because all of us have shared in that trauma in some way shape or form yeah Thank you all for joining us today. As I said, my name's Furby, my co-host Evan. Uh, We are two friends. We grew up together. We've been friends since we were five, six years old. We are uh, friends because our parents have the same job. That's right. uh, They are business partners. And they've been, God, they've been business partners for like 30 years, right? Dude, it's been forever. Yeah. Late, the late nineties, so almost 30 years. Yeah. Uh, And, um, I could never do that job. They're money oh, managers. Fuck, fuck They're investment that. advisors. I think we can tell people that. We don't have to tell people where they are or what they yeah. do or who they are. But they're money managers. They're investment advisors. I would – I could never – I could never do that job. My brother did. He went on to do the same thing for the same firm and uh, is making a ton of money. And uh, I am a broke actor. <laughs> so, you know, there's – that's that's how that's going. But – um but yeah, man, I, I could never do that job. I could never do that job. Me me either. Uh, my, my mom has offered it to me and I have politely declined several times because that is not my bag at all. Um, I am a yeah, musician. Man. I'm a musician. I've been in sales, which I'm not jazzed about, but it fits me. Um, and yeah, so like I said, th- this this podcast is to talk about the shitty jobs that we've had and we want to talk to you, our listeners, people on Reddit, people on TikTok, Instagram, whatever social media platform. We want your stories. We want to talk to you. We want to read what you have to say. We want to discuss the shitty jobs that you've had, the shitty situations and jobs that you've had. We also want to hear and discuss where those shitty jobs have taken you and what are the lessons that you've taken from those shitty jobs and how have those shitty jobs made you the person that you are today? Because, you know, hard steel hardens steel, to quote that dumb Tucker Carlson fucking documentary fucking thing that he just put out. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, fucking, uh, yeah, shitty jobs, man. Uh, we think we, I think capitalism sucks in general. So the fact that we all have to work so hard for so little is is such a crime. But... I've done a lot of shit, man. I've done a lot. I've done restaurant work, worked at the Santa Fe Brewing Company, delivering beer, huffing kegs and cases of beer all up and down stairs and in and out of coolers. And I've been a meat cutter. I've been a butcher. I've been uh, a sales guy. I've been uh, 
an actor professionally. I've, I've been, um, I've, I've done a lot of stuff. I've, you know, when was the first, how old were you when you first started working? How old were you when you had your first job? I was 13 years old. I worked in our parents' office. Oh yeah. Yeah. I kind of seem to remember that actually. I was 13 Um, and I was answering phones and, uh, I always had to fake, like I wasn't actually working there. If, uh, a certain person had called from, from, uh, from their, uh, their corporate office. Child protective services. <laughs> I just remember he was this guy that had, for some reason, because he was born and raised in New Mexico, but he had this like really thick Brooklyn accent for some reason. So I always knew it was him. He would call in and be like, Hey, it's Tony. Can I talk to Suzanne pl- or, you know, my mom's name, please. And I'd be like, Oh yeah, sorry. I'm just answering the phone. Cause they're busy. Ha 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 ha. Child labor laws. for sure i think i was about the same age when i was working i worked at a place called the painted dish downtown that was like a ceramic like a paint your own ceramics place and that was awesome that was a great job they they i just like washed brushes and little palettes and then they gave me a discount on painting stuff and uh they were really nice to me uh and uh from then on, like, man, restaurants are, are for me, like fucking hell, hell on Amen. earth working Amen. in a restaurant. Amen. Uh, and God love you, all of you out there that are, that are hoofing it in the trenches, slinging plates, taking orders from shitty people. <laughs> What's, so I, I, I've, I've worked in, I've worked in a restaurant once, never again, never again. Um, I worked as, as a cook. I worked as a server. I worked in the front of house. So I did everything in the restaurant, but, uh, Oh man, that, that was, uh, yeah, not, not my favorite job. I got to say, yeah, man, the first restaurant job I ever had, I was also, I was, it was the same time that I was in driving school. So I was about 15 and, uh, I remember like going, you know, like I would go from class like from donnie did you have donnie from tlc <laughs> uh i don't remember the name of the guy that i had but i did go to tlc he's so. a weird guy anyway uh <laughs> uh wait was he like a younger guy had a comb over no he okay. was an older blonde dude who kind of looked like an old like a, he had like high school football coach vibes you know okay no that wasn't the guy i had then the guy uh, i had the guy i had made me hit a parking cone during my driving test or he said he would fail <laughs> And then that would be a shitty job. If anybody's out there who's well, and then when I hit the parking cone, he said, "Hey, you're not supposed to be influenced by your passengers." And then he marked me off for that. Yeah, what a sociopath, dude! That's crazy. I know. That's crazy. Yeah. Again, any any driving instructors out there, or people that have to do like defensive driving classes, that would be a terrible fucking job. Could you imagine? No, um, I don't, I don't but, want to. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, uh, so yeah, my first my first job in a restaurant, I was like 15 and I was working in the kitchen. And I basically came in just on wing night to like work the fryer. But it was just me and this other dude named Chris. And he was from Boston and he was clearly a fucking coke addict. Like he was like, you know, just always wired, always like this little skinny guy shorter than me. And he would fly off the handle like that, dude. And particularly about like plating stuff. And he had just taken over the menu. So he had just taken over this bar and it was the catamount. 
You remember oh, the catamount? Yeah, yeah, I remember the catamount. So, like I was at the catamount with my dad and I was when I was 15, I looked like I was 20. So I would like be able to drink in the bar with my dad. And I think it was because he was around and the laws were not as strict when we were younger. So no, I would no. like go in the bar. And that's when I met Chris and he was offering to like teach me how to play pool because they had the best pool tables. And that's why I like to hang out there. And I worked partly for like pool lessons, but I was also getting paid. But he would fucking like throw pans across the kitchen and shit. He would like come in and like take something out of my hand while I was trying to like work on something. And it would be like as tickets are stacking up and as I'm like sitting there frozen because I'm like, what the fuck is happening in this kitchen? And he'd fucking say, I got to go smoke a cigarette in the walk in. And he'd like disappear (laughs) like after he cleared out the entire line. And then he'd go out back like through the parking lot and go sit in the walk in freezer in the parking lot and smoke a cigarette and probably like shovel a bunch of coke into his face. (laughs) He was like, he was so intense, dude. Oh my God. And it scared the piss out of me. And I didn't ever want to work in restaurants again, but they're the easiest jobs to find. So I ended up working at Pachanga, which lasted like a year. Like that restaurant did not last very long, partly because they had like, you know, 15, 16 year old serving staff making guacamole in the back on the order because like they didn't have enough kitchen staff. It was bad, man. It was bad. I was washing dishes. I was bussing and serving tables. I was told by the other server that I was working with, like, it was like, Hey, these ladies, uh, these ladies that ordered some guacamole, but we don't have any in the, and she's like, just make some. (laughs) I was like, you want me to just make some guacamole right now? And it took me like 15 minutes, you know, to like make (laughs) like a batch of guacamole. And then I came back. Luckily, those ladies, like when I came back and I was like, I'm sorry it took so long. They were like, oh, you mean you made us wait for fresh? Uh. But they were being cute about it. Like they were just joking. So they were they were nice. But fuck, man, restaurants are just so stressful, even no, unsuccessful no. ones, even the ones that where there's like barely anybody in the in the place. Dude, those the ones are expectations worse. Are so high. Those ones are worse because people. The, the managers there feel the pressure to actually get people in the door. So they are like razor thin on patience because they're i mean their job literally hinges on that restaurant making money yeah you know, for so, sure like i remember me i were for those of you that don't know we worked or we're from uh santa fe new santa mexico. fe new mexico santa fe new mexico born and raised santa fe, baby. i don't know if you were born there were you born no there? i was born in dallas that's right that's right um i worked at a place called the flying tortilla which at the time my family was a part owner um, they are no longer, but I remember working there. I was sexually assaulted by my manager who was the general manager's, uh, daughter. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, uh, she had her two daughters. She was the, the GM. And then she had a daughter that was the manager for the morning and one that was a manager for the night. Couldn't stand any of them at all. But the one that was the manager in the morning, she would continually text me naked pictures of herself and she was engaged by the way she would would continually send them to me even after i said like hey can you not do that i'm not interested at all like please Mm -hmm. don't do that anymore she would continue to do it and then she would text after that like hey my mom thinks that you and i would be so good together ha 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 and then it would like progressively get worse like why won't you be with me why won't you give me a chance and i'm like okay so anyway i got like fed up with it and i asked to move to the night right i was working breakfast this is like a diner so 
that's where the money was, but it was so bad that I moved to the night shift where I was making like $30 a night, if that. So I'm at the night shift and her other daughter, who was a little older than me, um, she had five children and they would be in there with her a lot, which childcare is expensive. So I'm not judging that, but those kids had like, free reign over the whole restaurant so they would go and get like literal handfuls of ice cream from the soft serve machine like into their into their hand and eat it with their hand and then like they would go around asking customers if they could have a bite of their food oh my god no yeah yeah it was dude it was it was like the wild west man it was insane where was this this is at the flying tortilla oh right oh god so I finally got fed up because at the time it was my, my family was a, an owner in the restaurant. Right. So I was like, Hey, I can't just stand by and like, let this happen. Right. Like, so I uh, mentioned it to my stepdad who was the owner and I, he was like, well, let me, let me talk to, you know, the GM about it. I don't want to say her name cause she still lives there. Sure, sure. But uh, <clears throat> she uh, decides to the next day, stay after her shift, call me into the back room with her daughter, who was my manager, and they proceed to berate me and and try to intimidate me into like telling them why that, why I said that. No. Yeah. They they were there just like, why are you doing this? Are you trying to make us lose our jobs? Don't you know I have five children? Don't you know I have a husband that I support? What's wrong with you? Why don't you, why are you doing this to us? Do you hate our family? We've been so good to you. Yeah, dude. And that, so like literally that day I told them to both fuck off and I gave my two weeks notice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from, from my own family's restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, a yeah, restaurant. that's insane though, dude. But yeah. I mean, that's like, that's, that's how, that's how families cover up generational trauma, you know, is from doing that exact kind of shit and then yeah. guilt tripping other people. It's crazy. It was, it was, it was nuts, man. Like that. Oh, and she got, they ended up all getting fired like two months later. Because they were, I mean, that's a pretty uh, hellish uh, liability to have on your hands if you're a restaurant owner, somebody doing that kind of shit. And and, I mean, I hope they're, you know, I don't want anybody to suffer. I don't want anybody to, you know, be in a shittier place than they were before. But I, I, you know, I hope they figured out how to figure figure it out. But man, that's fucking crazy. Uh, That's yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it was. It was. That was that was a that was a different. Has anybody ever gotten physically like violent with you at a job? Yes, uh, when I worked at Rhymes of Restaurant, <laughs> and they sell electronics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have to not oh. say the I have to not say the company name because I kind of went viral giving some some secrets of theirs on TikTok, and they threatened to. <laughs> They, guess, they sort of guest guy. Guest guy, uh, yes. Guest guy, yeah, I gotcha. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're blue and yes. yellow. Have a have a tag on it. You know, you know that you know the company I'm talking about. Something I don't know. It sounds familiar. <laughs> I had a, a gentleman who number one. I this was not my fault. I used to work in. The, I worked. I worked for that company for about ten years, off and on. Right. Uh, I worked in the mobile phone department the majority of that time. Someone who had helped this gentleman earlier, not me, had fucked up his plan, like gave him the wrong plan. He ended up having a huge bill. I understand he's angry. He came in like demanding I do shit, threw his paperwork at me, and then grabbed me on my shoulders. 
was like, you need to fix this now. And I was like, uh-uh, no, we're not doing this. I was already a little older at that point. I was like 25. So I was like, oh, no, 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 we're not doing this. So I screamed <laughs> at him back. I screamed at him back and I said, you are not, you are not going to fucking touch me. First of all, back off, sit down and yep. do not fucking touch me ever again. And yep. that's when my manager heard me and he steps in and he goes, what's the problem here? I was like, I'm happy to help him. He touches me again. I'm going to pop him in the fucking mouth. I was, I was pretty heated. And my manager told me to go to the back and he handled it. But I was, dude, yep. I'm like, you do not touch another person. Like, no. Dude, so I fucking... When I uh, yet again another restaurant job, I was a pizza delivery driver for about two days, uh, and the one day that I did it, I was running late. I was getting lost. It was fucking. In, it was in Dallas. It's huge. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know all these fucking roads. I did have GPS, but I like fucked up my routes or something like that. I ended up being late. It happens. It was. I was brand new. This guy, his name was Jay. And it was him and his brothers and his dad that all owned this little pizza restaurant. And he, I'm, I'm 6'2". And at the time, I was probably 40 pounds heavier than I am now. So I was like 260 pounds. And uh, he, he was like this little five foot five pissed off, bald, Napoleon complex motherfucker. And I came in the door. I was late and I was like already frustrated that I was late. I knew that I had fucked up. It's not like I was lackadaisical about it. Um, but he comes up to me and he shoves me, shoves me in the chest. And he says, hey, man, why were you late? <laughs> and I just like, I just froze. I really wanted to pop him in the fucking face. But I froze and I didn't know what to do. And I still like to this day uh, am, am pissed off that I didn't stand up for myself more. I just kind of stood there and shook and let him yell at me. And then I went over to like start cutting pizzas. And I think because I was like squeezing the piss out of the pizza slicer and stabbing at the pizzas while I was cutting him. One of the one of his brothers was like right next to me and just goes, stay cool, man. Just stay cool, man. And I told him I was like, no. That's not, that's not okay. <laughs> He's like, you're right. It's not, he shouldn't have acted like that. And I was like, that's, that's fucked up, bro. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able with that shit. And I should have, again, I like should have walked out, but I needed the money. I needed a job. I didn't, you know, uh, and at the end of that shift, the dad, it was like this weird Godfather moment because the dad calls me back. Like the, the, one of the brothers says, Hey, my dad wants to talk to you whenever you're done. And they send me out to like, you know, around this curtain. It's like they had built a little back office out of like standing curtains. It was weird. Uh, and there's this old Egyptian man, like sitting behind the desk and he's, he says, I apologize. I apologize for my son, Jay, his temper, he gets out of control. And I wasn't going to argue with this old man. Like, Hey, first of all, why isn't Jay the one apologizing to me? But well, because Jay never would. No, because he would never would. And because his this is exactly why he is like this is because his family backs him up whenever he flies off the handle. Of course. So he doesn't have to have any consequences for his fucking actions. Uh but I just kind of was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then I just never showed up for work again, you know? Like I I just quit. I just quit. But it, yeah, that that that's rough, man. Like, I don't I've I've only had two jobs 
that I've ever just left. Like I had one where I was uh, selling insurance when I was living in New Orleans. That one was fucking weird, man. So number one, it was hard to find a job there, like damn near impossible. So the fact that I found one was like, you know, um, it was selling insurance at this guy who was just starting up his, uh, his agency. Went in for the interview, seemed like an okay guy, whatever. <clears throat> First day comes around. He puts me in a back office by myself, which is fine. It was cool. And he goes, all right, so just so you know, I have a camera on you. If you touch your phone, I'm docking, your, I'm docking your pay by a dollar. What? Yeah. So he had a camera on us at all time. And I go into his office. He has two big screens at his massive ass office where he's just watching us the whole time. That's all he's doing. He's just watching us. And what we're doing is me and two other guys. And he's just watching us, just, just seeing what we're doing. And then if we would pick up our phone, like I went to check the time on my phone because, you know, that's something that people do. He calls me on my line. Hey, you were on your phone. What's going on? You should be working. Yeah. That's not even the best part. That's not even the best part. So like, called- this, like it's the best use of this guy's time to just be spying on you all fucking day? Like what so, the fuck, dude? So if, so if that wasn't creepy enough, I go into his office. We had the same phone, right? He switched our phones because he asked me to put my phone on the desk. He switched our phones. And then when I went to open it, because he goes, yeah, look at your phone. I go to open it. And it's a picture of him sucking some dude's dick. Yeah. And then he just gives me this. (laughs) Then he just just gives me this look like, oh, no, that must be mine. And takes it back. Oops. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on right here? So, yeah, I, I left for that day. I didn't even bother getting paid. I just never went back. That's probably smart. Yeah, I was pretty sure I was going to end up a skin suit. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. The other one that I just left uh, when I was living in Las Cruces uh, during my two years of, uh, you know, not going to class in college, um, I got a job with a telemarketing company selling newspapers. I lasted until lunch. I lasted until lunchtime. It was a nighttime job. So it was overnight. I went in at, I think it was like 7 or 8 PM and we were having to call people on the West coast, which it was, they were an hour behind us in New Mexico. Yeah. And uh, yeah, dude, the amount of like, fuck yous and you piece of shit, get a real job. And like, I knew, <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't blame anyone. I get it. Like I hate yeah, totally. too. So totally. I made, I made it to lunch and I went into like the break room that they had set up. And everyone just looked fucking miserable, dude. And I was, oh, asking, sure. I was asking everyone, like, how long have you been here? They're like, oh, I've been here like three weeks. I've been here. The most I heard was someone had been there for six months. Wow. And I was, I was just like, nope. And I just left. Didn't go back. Didn't give them any kind of notice. The, my manager called me. Uh, I didn't even answer the fucking phone. I think they knew. I'm sure that wasn't the first time. Yeah, but I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I, I mean, just, I just didn't go back. I wonder if you're out there, I'm talking to you. I want to meet the person that has that job because they're just such a masochist that they like enjoy <laughs> when somebody hangs up on them every single time, you know? Oh, dude, that, that job was, uh, I mean, I've done like jobs where I take phone calls, like, like where people call in, like I've, I've worked for some like, uh, 
food app companies, if you will, if you kind of catch my drift. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say the names because I do have NDAs. So I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I've worked for some of them before and they weren't nearly as bad as having to actually cold call people and say, hi, I'm selling the insert this newspaper. Right, right. What do you read right now? Like I'm literally sitting down at dinner with my children who I haven't seen all week. You know? I read the stretch marks on your wife's thighs you while I'm eating her <laughs> pussy, you fucking piece of shit. Go dude, fuck yourself. Dude, that job was that job was something else, man. That job was something else, let me tell you. Well, I think we've kind of uh let people know. <laughs> I, I'm sorry if this is, this is, is if I'm too blue for no what no you no you're good mind for, dude, dude I'm sorry good. but uh, no this is this is exactly what I wanted because we've all had shitty jobs and they they vary right there's restaurants there's you know retail what what we experienced <laughs> but honestly man any job can be shitty like I have friends who are like in the military that's a shitty job in yeah. a lot of ways I I have friends who do what like our parents do that's a shitty job if you're not into it you know like. That's that's what I want people to to tell me. Whatever job you've had that you found shitty, tell us. Totally. Uh, I'll even, you know, uh, I will say I had one confrontation at a job that turned out actually okay. And it was because I, I felt like I was being belittled by my boss. It was like three instances in two weeks where he had said something that just was just made me feel like he wasn't even respecting me as a person, let alone a coworker, let alone, a, you know, like another human being on the planet. And uh, I told him as much. And, uh, you know, I, I like said, <laughs> and it's Soto. He knows he fucking knows. But Soto, <laughs> so I was like, Sody. And he said something else. And I was like, you know, you know, man, there have been three instances in the last two weeks where you've said something that made me feel like you don't even respect me as a person. And if you're going to want me to keep busting my ass for you, I'm going to need you to, sh- to treat me with a modicum of respect. And I kind of just left it at that. And then he said, well, shit, man. I mean, I'm having fights with my bosses here and I'm having fights with my old lady at home. And now I'm having fights with you, man. I mean, how do you think old Sody feels? What you think? I'm, I'm, you know, this and that and blah, blah, blah. And then he like kind of apologized, but didn't really like, he just kind of made it about himself and went on some other rant and was like, kind of wandered off. And, but, but, but then later on he was like, I'm sorry. Uh, even, even after he, was like, I think he was fired from that job eventually after I, I had quit after about two years of working there, uh, for a lot of those same kinds of reasons. Um, but he called me when he had a different job, like he had, he had got a, his new job and he called me out of the blue and was like, Hey man, it's Sody. I just wanted to say, like, I hope you don't have no hard feelings to me. You know, I always thought you were a cool guy. I, I know you think I'm a cool guy, right? Like, you know, like, we're cool. Right. Right. And if you ever want to come work for me, I'm starting this business. And uh, I really appreciated that, man. I, I never would have done it. <laughs> but I, like, you know, I thought it was really – I thought it was big of him. And I thought it was cool that, like – uh, even in spite of us having that interaction, uh, I think he had a little bit more respect for me afterwards. And, and, 
uh, I learned how to stand up for myself a little bit more. And, um, you know, since then I've also learned like, just this is, this is why I'm, I am an actor now. And that's what I say. That's, that's what I do. I have a couple of other jobs that I work on the side. I'm a, I'm coordinating an event called make music day. I'm the Santa Fe chapter coordinator for an event called make music day, which is an international event. Um, and I'm starting to work at a local radio station a little bit more, which has its pros and cons that I've tried to weigh out. Uh, but, but the point is I've come to a place I'm 33. I'm uh, at the point in my life where I'm just not going to do certain kinds of work anymore because I know that it's going to make me miserable. And, uh, I, I'm at peace with that. And, uh, if I end up fucking struggling, I'm going to struggle. That's fine. No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep putting myself through a lot of the same ringers that I've been through. Yeah, man. I couldn't agree with you more. Like I'm, I'm at a point where I'm, I know this is a very like obvious thing to say, but I'm done being in like toxic environments for jobs, man. Like, yeah. That's ultimately that's what it is. Like anytime you're in a toxic environment where either you're not being respected as a human being or like, cause here's the thing I can put up with a job that sucks if it's not toxic, you know what I mean? And so oh man, if you're around people that are awesome, you can put up with any job, Yeah, you know, right. like even, even restaurant jobs, even jobs where it's like, you're in the trenches. If you're in the trenches with people that, that are awesome and that boost you up and that you have a good time with, it makes it makes any kind of task feel doable, you know. Absolutely, man. And that, that's the thing. Any job can be toxic. I've I've been like I'm a musician. I play out a lot. I've been playing out for years now. At this point, um, fuck, like 15 years. Jesus. Anyway, um, I've had gigs where they're super toxic. Like there are people that that just they have these egos, man. Like I, I played with one guy when I was living out in Texas, and. Uh, you know, he was a really good songwriter. He, uh, good guy, like just on a personal level, I liked him a lot. But when it came to playing music, he just had this ego and we were playing a lot of his songs and he wanted them to be a certain way, which is fine. But he was not the strongest singer, if I'm being honest. And of course my bandmates being the assholes that they are, just kidding. I love you guys. Uh, decided, Hey, Furby, why don't you tell him? <laughs> Uh, yeah i had to be the one to tell him like hey man we all love you as a person we love your guitar playing we want you to be a guitar player with us but we want a new singer for his own songs that he had written and after that band practice he uh texts us all saying i need you all to come pick up your shit tomorrow yep like like and it was just just one of those things man like you know Hey, it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> we all, we yeah you know what? That's for the better. It's uh, you don't want it. You don't want it. Sometimes you don't even want to try salvaging those relationships. You know, you just say like, "Cool, best of luck to you." I'm moving on. Pretty you much. move on. Yeah. I had a guy who, after one one bad gig, which those happen when you're a musician. Sometimes you just have nights that you're off, right? After one bad gig, he made us take all of our shit that night from his house, which was a half hour away. Mind you, this is two o'clock in the morning. He said, come over and get y'all shit. We're not doing this anymore. Wow. Just after one bad gig. So some sometimes, man, it can just be like, you know, people's ego sometimes can get in the way and make a job that should be fun, like playing music. Because especially if that's what you're, you're into, like me, I love playing music. But something like that can even be toxic. So it's not unique to just, you know, traditional shitty jobs, if you will. 
But hey, I know we're putting kind of a downer on people that are listening now. <laughs> are we? I don't know, man. I feel I like the, there's there's a silver lining in all of that. I think yeah. I think there's a silver lining in all of that. That's you know, and and I I do want that to also be a highlight of uh this of this podcast is like you know e- even even all of these adversarial events these these things that happen that that uh probably felt like a weak moment for us uh they're thing they're things that we can learn from and uh you know maybe maybe some of this will resonate to somebody who who will have an epiphany and say you know what i am in an environment where i feel disrespected and uh i the best way for me to to take care of myself is to get a different job there are other jobs out there Absolutely. That's the other thing, man. There are a bunch of other jobs out there and I I want to hear about them. I want to hear about the good ones and the bad ones, but start with the bad ones and then tell us where you are now. So you're out there and you've got a shitty job you want to vent about, or you want to tell us some stories about, uh, reach out to us. Yeah. Reach out to us. I've, I've created an email. Uh, for this show. Unfortunately, Google does not like the word shitty. So the email is crappyjobspodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to us. Again, crappyjobspodcast at gmail.com. Censorship, I say. Yes, I know. Damn corporation. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) No, I mean, love you, Google. Love you, Google. Um, send, send us, send us your story. Send a, if you want to be on the show, let us know. We would love yeah. to have you on. We're, we're, we're not, it's not just me and me and Evan, even though I love looking at your face, I want to have other people on too, to talk to us. Tell us your yeah. story. And I want let's, let's, I want to interview some of these people. I want to, yeah. and also feel free to reach out to me on social media across the board. I am at chubby Elvis. So feel free to reach out to me. I and I am uh, I am at yes Evan Galpert on Instagram and Evan Galpert on Facebook. You can also find uh, Wayward Comedy on YouTube, which is me and a bunch of my friends uh, and our open mic in Santa Fe, uh, as well as some of our uh, you know more rehearsed stand up bits shows. We're working on some writing some sketches here and there now too. So one of these days, hopefully those will pop up. And you guys are hilarious, man. I watched some of your stuff. You guys are so funny, man. I love it. Thanks, man. Of course. Well, I, I guess this is probably it for the first episode. We're just kind of introducing. It's been fun, man. It's, it's always fun. I. Uh, I could talk to you all day, which I think yeah. is going to make this easy. You know, so dude, we've yeah. been friends for almost thirty years, man. If we can't talk for hours and hours, then I don't know what we can do. That was a weird way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, brother. It's good to see you. Thanks again. It's, 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 uh, and thanks again for everybody for listening to uh, our Shitty Jobs podcast. Yes. Thank you, everyone. And again, crappyjobspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Uh, we're happy to listen. Take your call. Take your message. Have you on whatever, anything, anything you want to do, just give us your input on your shitty job that you've had before, or you might currently be in. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I even talked to uh, my, this could be a teaser. My friend, Corey Herrera 
who is a comedian uh, that has worked in mental health services for a while uh, might be interested in coming on and telling us about some of his interesting experiences. Dude, yes, I have a few people too who have uh, expressed very, very uh, enthusiastic interest when I told them what we were doing. So cool. we should have some people for y'all in the next uh, week or so. And yeah, we, we hope you enjoy this show. This is, is going to be fun. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Evan, love you, man. Love you too, man. Peace out. Yeah.